You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Borderline Idealist, our Sunday episode. This is AJ, the INFP. Hey, I'm Chris, the INFJ. And our subject for this Sunday deals with Thanksgiving and other big holidays. And being an introvert or somebody that has a mental illness like borderline personality disorder, like me. Yeah, so this is more of an open discussion type thing, right, about more of our experience that we recently had with Thanksgiving. Uh, this is our first Thanksgiving that we've had since we were married. Um, so, you know, it was a little bit different than what happened last year. I think this year, because we were traveling and we had two families that we were going to try to spend the holiday with, it ended up being a little bit more more than what we wanted to chew on. Or, yeah. Or what's that phrase? It, and we, we really chewed more. We took a bigger bite than what bigger we could. bite, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I felt like we had a game plan, especially Chris, because he likes to plan things out. But it just didn't go according to plan because we both had mixed feelings on, you know, I guess how to say goodbye to our families at one time or who we wanted to spend more time with. Well, it it felt like it was. It was, first of all, it was just so much more because we had to travel outside. So we traveled down to South Georgia. We live up in, in Atlanta area. So we had to travel five, six hours to South Georgia where my sister lives. And then travel a little bit further, about 30 to 40 minutes further south still to Jacksonville, Florida for your family. So I think just the the traveling in itself was an added stress and we were traveling with your with our family to save on uh, on gas and money so we didn't have really our car of our own so i think that's where things got started um things sort of came together at the end at the end um before we left and so we ended up going with your brother and i think what happened was that it was a little bit of miscommunication um and like you said, some of the planning didn't go off as well because, you know, it's the holidays and things always run late or things happen that you end up spending more time. Well, I felt like you wanted to spend more time with your family and I wanted to spend more time with my family, but we didn't really factor that in. We kind of, we we thought that maybe, you know, half of the day here half of the day there, but being introverts and me having BPD, I wanted to spend more time with my family because I was more comfortable with them. I know them. They know me. They know my personality. They know how I am. But when I would travel back to your family, I felt 
a little bit more in my shell and very uncomfortable. And anybody in a relationship, you know, going over to your spouse's family, you're feeling out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure you felt the same way with with my family, kind of out of your comfort zone, wasn't where you wanted to be. You wanted to be around your family during the holidays. Well, I wanted to be around both families, but I felt like it wasn't as equal as I was envisioning. And I, I would definitely, I don't think I would recommend doing split days anymore. I think that's where we ended up falling after we had our discussion was that moving forward, we should just not split a day in half with families because like we mentioned you know you you first you can get to the place arrive there later than what you intended so that throws off the time scale maybe the food's not going to be ready on time or so and so is not there yet so we have to wait for such and such a person so then that pushes back the time scale of when we actually get to sit down and have dinner especially if it's a family like like your like your family where everybody likes to be together and stay grace before you start eating. You know, it's other families, you can eat, the food's ready, and then you can just eat whenever you want and grab a plate and go sit down in the living room or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, so my dad is going to say a prayer. Right. You know, I, we have to join hands, and my dad's going to say a prayer that's going to take at least a minute or two minutes, and you're, you're looking at the food like, I'm ready to eat. <laughs> Dude, when are you going to stop this? <laughs> yeah, so all those little things, you know, push the time scale apart and you, and then so what happened with me was that we got to your place to your family we spent the night over your families and then half day is really around you know between 12 and 2 I would say so I was expecting us to leave around 2 but of course things happened the food wasn't going to be ready till around 3 so I was like okay we eat then we spend a little bit more time together before we leave because I I hate to just eat and leave. <laughs> I just, I don't know. There's something weird about that for me. So we end, ended up staying at your house, at your family's house till around 6. It's 6, 6.30 is when we left. So that's practically the full day. Well, And to me, that just seems so unfair and so inconsiderate at the time. But at the same time, I didn't speak up because I... Didn't yeah, want to that's be what rude. I was going to say. You didn't want to say that you're ready to leave. And, and everybody and- asked me. Like, I, I understand, you know, your <laughs> sister and your brother, everybody who was cooking was like, okay, the food's not going to be ready until such and such. Is that okay? Or do we need to do something different? But I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be like, well, you guys need to hurry up because I got to go. <laughs> but well, I, so- felt the, I felt the same way where I didn't want to be rude. Around your family, you, when we were with my family, you were telling me that you would travel back to your sister's house and I could stay with my family. We could kind of split those, um, those dinners a little bit or split the time. But I feel like it would be rude for me to not come back with you and be around your family. I... Maybe it was the BPD, but I didn't want them to think something negative about me. Like, I didn't want to be with them, or I wasn't being supportive of you. Yeah, that's what's kind of... I I think that's what was the hardest part about just trying to make the best and have a good time during the holidays. 
just splitting days and really having a somewhat somewhat plan of the day but then uh it falling apart and then it just makes you feel uncomfortable to say anything or to push the other person maybe to keep to the time scale because i mean you, despite everything I, I enjoy your family and spending time with your family i just for me because i'm in, i am an introvert around the holidays especially i'm sure as many other introverts are aware the families get bigger <laughs> so you have a lot of cousins and the and the brothers and sisters with their spouses and kids and everything so it becomes a lot bigger the the space becomes a lot smaller and there's so many personalities and conversations going on halfway through the day i was just i was trying really hard not to go into my shell and just uh keep to myself but i i'm pretty sure i did do that anyways just because i was already just drained of so much going on that i needed a little bit of quiet time and and more more low key and your family's not very low key. <laughs> no, I have a a large family with a lot of kids that are running around always making noise and Chris's family is very quiet and reserved <laughs> and they're just sitting there eating and I feel out of place because I don't hear all the noise and well, I would say my extended family were not really quiet and reserved when we get together like we've actually had a reunion a couple of years back and that was crazy <laughs> i mean i i felt like i needed to go even then too because it was just way too much too many kids and too much noise um but you know now is this holiday we spent with my sis my youngest sister and her husband at their place and it was just my two parents you and me. So that, that was very, li that was not even our whole family with Rosa and, and his, her partner and, and their son. Well, yes. <laughs> well, being an introvert married to another introvert that has BPD mm. is difficult. It is difficult. When you're going into a crowded space of, of people that you feel like you don't know. And even though I've met Chris's sister and her husband and his mother and father before. You still don't feel as comfortable. Yeah, I'm, I remember the first day when we drove down there, when I said hello to everyone, your sister's husband and your dad didn't say anything to me. Because they were already in a conversation. And because of BPD, I thought, oh, they don't like me. They don't want to talk to me. They must think I'm stupid. And Chris didn't understand that. He was just sitting around, talking to his mom, talking to everybody, enjoying their company. And I was telling him, we need to go. I, I want to get out of here. I want to go see my family where I'm, I'm comfortable. And he was like, yeah, just a second. You know, just enjoying their company. And... Well, and eating. I was a little hungry. Yeah, of course you <laughs> so were hungry. So I grabbed the little, <laughs> little plate while we were... And we, we, other people needed to use the restroom, so I was like, okay, you guys used the restroom. Wow. I need to eat a little bit. All these excuses. <laughs> but, of course, I made it up a lot of that stuff in my head because his father is very nice, and so is... Sam. Yeah, Sam is really nice also. 
But it's just the things that we make up in our head because people don't say hello to us. They don't say good morning to us the same way that we say to them or in the same tone. Or sometimes things, you know, especially when I think the holidays people are in conversations. So sometimes people can not even hear you. And it's funny because I actually had a similar experience when we went over to your family's. I said hi to someone and they didn't hear me because they were in a conversation with somebody else. So I felt a little bad because I was like, okay, I'm here, but nobody's acknowledging me. (laughs) But I don't have BPD, so I was able to get over it and then just come back to them later. Well, something I realized was that Chris has the same problems that I do when meeting other people. I thought that when I came into a room, Chris was immediately comfortable with people. That he would start talking to them, making conversations, and I could leave him alone to talk to them. And he can't do the same thing to me. I I can't be left alone because I will start to feel depressed and very anxious. And he started expressing some of that stuff to me, especially when my sister didn't say hello to you. You were feeling a little left out. And I was like, wow, that's what I feel like when your sister doesn't say hello to me in the way that I want. And it's not because you have BPD. I think it's because we both are introverts Mm -hmm. that way. And it's hard for us to speak out. Yeah. And when we do, we want to be acknowledged by other, by other people. Yeah. And I I think I've noticed that a lot with my friends when I've told them that I'm introverted and that I struggle sometimes in social settings. My close friends are really surprised or, you know, have been surprised in the past when I mentioned that because they're like, what, what, you're, what, you're so good and you are, I would have never thought that because you do so well in social settings. But the, my secret is that (laughs) that's a, a trait that I have learned to, to develop over the years. And it's taken, it took me a long time to be able to push myself through the initial stage of fright and anxiety in in meeting new people and being around people that I'm not familiar with and allowing myself to take up space uh that's taken me that's taken me years to be able to develop and even get past those initial stages that you often experience as someone with BPD Well, I could be an extrovert when I'm at work for some reason. And I think Mm -hmm. that's because I'm not really expected to be myself. Right. It's like, it's like you are, you're giving a special pass to say you're allowed to be this new person. People expect you to, when I worked in hospitality, people expect you to be a host and be very outgoing and blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm -hmm. And so I could be that person is what I call being an actor You know, but when I go home, that's where I want to be. I don't want to be surrounded by people. And that's how I was able to develop my skills as well is through when I was doing freelance photography. Of course, if you're working events, those are the most weddings and special birthdays, quinceañeras, things like that. Those are the most social gatherings you could possibly go to. Well, and, and plus you, during a wedding, you get to go right up to the bride and the groom while they're doing their vows and take pictures of them you have to be a little comfortable with yourself because 
you know, well, uh, well, also people are looking at you and they're like, what's that guy doing? Oh, oh, he's taking photography. Okay. Yeah. He's taking photos. That's cool. Yeah. You that's, know? <laughs> that's so you're, you're given a pass to be an extrovert. My there. camera was basically my training wheels for social settings. When I had my camera in my hand, I felt like I was given permission to speak up, to speak to people, approach people, just even a simple hi. That was my permission to do that. And uh, I felt like I had, like, the I was able to hide behind my camera, basically, because they're like, well, they know I'm a photographer. They know I'm supposed to be here. I'm allowed to be here. And I'm allowed to take this space, to take up this space. And, and that's how I was able to, through repetition, be able to say, okay, I'm just going to say hi. It's okay. If, you know, if they don't hear me, that's fine. That doesn't mean that they hate me or they don't like me or anything. And as I started going through other social events of my personal with friends and stuff, that's how I remember thinking, well, you just got to pretend like you're a photographer or like you're on a job or something. You know, and just approach someone and say hi, and or just start a conversation. And actually, the way that I I picked up some of those little conversation starters was ads during the weddings that I would shoot. And I actually remember looking up, of course, googling different conversation starters and um, how to maintain conversations or just quick little things that you can say. To make other people feel comfortable, because as a photographer, you that is part of your responsibility as well to make other people feel comfortable around you. Mm-hmm. So those skills came in handy. So what can introverts do during the holidays in a place where they're not comfortable? I feel like one thing that we can do is put ourselves in. An, you pull or, or pull ourselves out of that un- uncomfortability. Is that a word? Uncomfortability. Un- uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and actually engage, challenge ourselves to engage somebody, and and challenge ourselves to, you know, it, it's okay to be rejected. You know, it's okay to feel like you've been rejected because at least you made that attempt. Say hello to somebody. If they don't say hi to you, or you know, just remember it's a busy time there are a lot of people around but engage somebody take a chance and see what happens you might be surprised what comes of it well i was gonna say i think the maybe the first thing someone might feel comfortable doing is identifying someone they feel comfortable with i think especially in the holidays maybe i'm sure most people have at least one person that they feel the most comfortable with, whether it be a cousin, a brother, a sister, a friend that they bring over. Um, I think when they have that someone next to them, it makes them feel more comfortable. Just like with you, when you're when I'm when you're over with my family, you feel more comfortable when I'm with next to you, right? And that allows you to be a little bit more of yourself. Um, I I would think. But what about the strangers, or not the strangers, but the people, like your dad? I feel like your your sister's husband has a closer relationship to your dad than I do. And it makes me a little jealous, but I do my best to say little things. Like, even saying good morning to him, you know, is mm-hmm. is a big leap of faith. 
but I put myself in an uncomfortable situation to do that or to ask him, you know, if they're working on cars or talking about guns. I don't have much to say, <laughs> you know, but I try to find something to say. And I, and I can tell that your dad wants to initiate conversations with me also, you know, Sometimes I think, oh, he's just trying to be rude. He doesn't like me. But then when he tries to initiate conversation, I'm like, maybe that's all in my head. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think introverts need to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. That's the only way that we'll get out of being in our heads and thinking that, you know, maybe people don't want to talk to us or that we don't have anything important to say because we do. Yeah, and oftentimes, especially in the holidays, you know, these are people that have been around you maybe. Or part of your life, they know you or some part of you. So I think you would be more safer in this environment versus, say, a party from a friend of a friend or something, you know, where people have actually no idea who you are and what your name is. So uh, these people are part of your family, you know, even if it's um, just a small conversation about what's been up, what's, you know, the update on the life or um, your pets or anything like that. Um, just small conversations can open up a window to somebody else. And you never know if you might have a, a good connection and you start talking about your favorite superhero somehow mm-hmm. or the new Harry Potter film and then you realize that this person also Oh, Harry everything's Potter. about Harry Potter with you. <laughs> but the, the more you do it, the more... The more practice you have in it, the right. better you'll get. Yeah, the, and and the more chances you have to engage with people and find common themes, common ality, commonality, commonalities, <laughs> commonalities. Yeah, there's. I mean, you're never gonna know what the other person is like unless you engage with them. So, and it does take practice and. It's something that you have to practice in the mirror and um, just practice that with other individuals. Simple highs. And I remember even like when I was walking around campus, I made it a goal of myself that as I was walking from class to class and I made contact with other eye contacts with other people, I would say hi. Just as an exercise for me to get myself comfortable enough to speak up to someone who I have absolutely no idea who they are. And most of the times people did say hi back. And sometimes they didn't. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, if they don't say hi back and if they think I'm weird or something, at least I don't have to see them again. Because most <laughs> of the times I didn't. You know, I would. You, um, that's the great thing about also talking to strangers is that, hey, you're never going to see them again. So you, sh- um, it's okay if you make a fool of yourself a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say practice, practice, practice. Just um, small interactions, saying hi, a simple hello, or how are you, what you've been up to, things like that. Um, But at the same time, I would say, you know, if you're, especially if it's a household or family where there's a lot of activity going on, um, don't be afraid to leave that space and go to another space where it's more quiet, maybe the backyard or a, a room. Where you can sit, relax for a minute, let yourself um, recharge your energy and being from being around so many people and or uh, crying kids, things like that. And 
So give yourself that space. If you feel the need to tell somebody, hey, I'm going to go so-and-so, somebody that you trust or that you know, that way they're aware. And if, if you have a partner that's introverted, you happen maybe to be extroverted. As the extrovert, it's your responsibility to check in on your partner. I, I know that when Chris was hanging around my family, I would come by him from time to time and be like, are you okay? Are you doing fine? Are you ready to leave? Do you want to go back to your family? And he would lie and say, no, I'm good. Because, <laughs> of course, he wants to make me feel good. But it's important to ask people that because you want to make sure that they're having a good time and and that they're not pushing themselves to their, their limit. I think maybe in that situation, maybe asking them to come over to a, another room where... Because I felt, like, pressured because you were asking me in front of people. Mm. So I, I felt think, like I was kind of whispering it Yeah, but, I mean, I still see all the people around me and I... Even if it's a whisper, I was like, Chris, not like... two times if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know, say, hey, baby, can can you can you come with me for a sec? And then just, you know, walk outside. And I think maybe that would have made me even just made me feel a little bit better. Because the other thing, too, is for me, it was like, and it might be with other people, is that it was hard for me to just walk out. <laughs> And that's, you know, I know that's an advice that we just gave is to, you know, go to another room. And so that can be hard. Go to the bathroom. It's <laughs> <laughs> always a safe room. <laughs> that, that that can be a very hard thing to do. I think in my situation, it was because, you know, everybody was in the same room. And so if I left, it would be very noticeable. Hmm. And, and because we were all there and everybody was talking, I was just sitting watching TV Nobody was paying attention to me, <laughs> but just, it's fine. Um, I was paying attention to you. I know, but, and so that's why I was saying, you know, I think if you had, maybe, I think it would have worked out a little bit better. Maybe I would have had the courage to say, you know, I'm feeling a little tired. Um, If I wasn't in a, a big, large, open room with everybody, and I felt like everybody would be looking at me, or if I said, yes, I need to go, somebody was going to hear it and mm. think that I don't want to be there anymore. Which is kind of yes and no. I mean, I I wanted to be there because I really enjoy your family, but I also wanted to spend time with my family because, like with yours, I don't get to spend as much time with my sister. So, yeah, these were challenging times. We thought we had it together. We were like half the day here, half a day there, but of course, life happens. But we made it through. We learned a lot. We did. You got to understand me a little better. And that's that's the, one of the great things, I guess. The key takeaway from this is that we were able to, after we've come down, we were able to talk things out, be honest with each other, and express what we were feeling. And, and I felt kind of silly because, you know, I tell you, you need to tell me what you're feeling because I can't read minds. And... There I was doing the same thing to you, not really being 100% honest with you, because I didn't want to hurt you, and so I can understand, I was able to understand you when you don't want to tell me something. Most often than not, it's because you don't want to hurt me, or you don't want to make me feel bad. I don't want to let you down. Right. You know, that's the, that's a big takeaway, that you don't want to let somebody else down. If you want to spend time with your family, I want to make you happy, It my happy. <laughs> it's like I tell you, my happiness doesn't matter, Chris. I want to make you happy. My happiness 
is 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 nothing. Your happiness is everything to me. Tell me what would make you happy. And you and, feel the same way. It's being selfless. Right. And I guess that's a good problem to have. <laughs> but it's still... It's an annoying uh, problem it's, to yeah. have. I'm like, tell me what you're feeling. No, I'm good. Enjoy your family. No, tell me what you're feeling. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I think... Um, so, yeah, that's what we decided. Moving forward, we're just going to do one day, you know, for, for, for Christmas. We're going to have to decide a day. Then maybe the day before or after, spend with the other family. And then the following year, it'll be reverse. And I think that'll work out a lot better. That way you can arrive. We can arrive the night before or the very morning of the day of. And we can we don't have to worry about time scales or if the food's not ready and or X, Y, Z. But yeah, we um, you learned you understood me. I felt like you understood me a little bit better. And I got to understand your perspective as well because i was kind of doing what you've done to me in the past so hmm, maybe you have some bpd in you mm, no no <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, I think for me it was just for me it's just your introverted nature i'm introverted and i'm a peep I'm a, I, pl- I like to pay, please people like i have this weird thing where i want to make sure that other people's needs are met even if mine aren't always. Yeah. And so. I, I, I've, I, f- I feel like that just comes from you being so selfless and wanting to give to people and wanting to make other people happy. So during the holidays, pay special attention to those around you that you're bringing into an atmosphere that they may not feel so comfortable in. Right. Because everyone is nervous, especially if they don't know the person. Everyone is nervous, even to come up and talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is like, well, I hope I don't slip and fall. You know, I hope I don't make a fool of myself. I hope this person likes me. I think everyone feels that way. So, you know, I'm I'm prepared for Christmas. When it comes, I think I'll be ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you say. That's what we say now. But there's a special event happening before Christmas, so everything's gonna be all crazy, topsy turvy. What special event? Oh, Trey's birthday? <laughs> no, <laughs> gosh, they just say it out. If I'm not saying it, it's because I don't want to say it right now. What special event? What? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it. You, it's just a, it's. It'll be something that we'll announce here later on, guys. So, <laughs> Are we getting married again? <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> um, but anyways, yes. Hopefully things will be a lot smoother for Christmas. And and I know that we we have learned from this experience. It's Last year, we didn't have this because my parents were out. They left for the stage. So, you know, I, I just went and spent both Thanksgiving and Christmas with your family. So... But when when you have multiple <clears throat> families to visit, and of course you you want to be, I know most of us all want to be mindful of the other person that we're with, whether it be a partner or even just a friend. Sometimes you know, sometimes we have those best friends that we invite over, and we want to spend the time with with their families as well. So, um, yeah, take a minute, be mindful of the other person that you're with. Or that you've invited over. 
Make sure they're okay. You don't want to lose yourself in all the happiness that you're experiencing with your family and relatives. So. Yeah, because I love my family. <laughs> <laughs> I love your family, too. I got to know them better over this holiday. And I really feel like we have it. We will do better um, during upcoming holidays because we have experienced this. You, you've gotten to know them better and you've been around them a little bit more. And it's like, you know, we've mentioned before in the past and we've mentioned it here. You really can't get to know someone unless you spend time with them. Mm. And the more time you spend around them, even if it's just um, close proximity, you have a, a little conversation here and there, learn a little bit about them here and there. When you see them reacting positively to you, that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. And so next time you see them, you're going to remember that last time. Oh, they were really nice to me last time. And they talked to me for X, Y, Z. And we talked about this and that. And that's going to make you feel more comfortable and open other vent other conversations for you to have. So um, I think that's a good place to stop. What do you think? Yeah, I think that it was a good conversation. I hope you guys... Learned a little something about being an introvert that you didn't know. Hey, why don't you if why don't you send us a message or something? Let us know how your Thanksgiving holiday went, or how as, you how you deal with holidays. You know, being an introvert, or if you're somebody who's an extrovert, let us know how you deal with with the holidays. Yeah. Maybe you you have the same problem. Maybe we'll get some tips for for Christmas <laughs> that we haven't thought of yet or come across. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, contact us on uh, borderlineidealist.com slash contact. Also, if you feel it in your heart that you want to support us, there's also a support page on borderlineidealist.com. Any amount is appreciated. We thank you guys for listening. Ooh, should we mention we have some bumper stickers. We have a couple of extra that we we have. If you guys feel like, um, I think this is a perfect opportunity. Send us a dollar. We'll send you a sticker. A dollar for a sticker. (laughs) It's really, uh, we'll post the pictures up online so you guys can see it. But it's really nice, reflective, vinyl, very pretty. I think you guys will like it. And they're just a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And even if you can't donate money, you know, share, share this podcast with your friends. It doesn't have to be introverts either. It could be extroverts. So that if your extroverted friend is taking you an introvert over to their family or or boyfriend or girlfriend or anything, I think this might be, uh, be able to help some other people too. So, yeah, yeah. we, we want to thank you guys for listening and supporting us. We're so happy to be doing Borderline Idealist every Sunday, and we hope you tune in next Sunday to hear uh, us talk in Babylon <laughs> and... Also, thank you everyone for supporting my my personal project, Better Than Depression. It's released every day where I talk about things that remind me that depression is just just a, a part of who I am, a small part of who I am, and I have things that are are bigger than that that help me go on every day. So. Of of course, you know, I already posted a, a Better Than the Depression today, and I'll post one tomorrow. It's a really great project. I hope you start listening in to it. Start at November the 12th, and it's going to go on until New Year's. 
So, yes, contact us. Visit borderlineidealist.com. Thank you for those who have already contacted us. Yes. We've had a few, uh, a few comments. And then I think we're going to do a, another podcast just for that. But Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do an episode for someone that, that, contacted, uh, <laughs> that contacted us that has BPD about uh, how to find a relationship or how to find other people that are just like you. You know, these are important topics, and there are they are out there. Yeah, so there are other INFPs with BPD. <laughs> Could yeah. you be one too? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I like finding other people like me. So, from borderline idealist guys is AJ the INFP. This is Chris the INFJ, and we will see you guys next Sunday. Bye. Bye. If you love listening to the show, why not support our cause? We ask for a dollar a month to help grow our website and reach more people. If you feel like what we do is important and makes a difference, we ask that you stop by borderlineidealist.com and click on the Patreon link in the menu. Thank you as always for listening, sharing, and inspiring us to do bigger and better things. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you liked the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.